This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio program. In the studio today, for the first time, I have James Miller. James Miller is the son of Vance Miller, who's been my television and radio uh, editor for many years. In fact, he's been with me for over 22 years. His wife, Jamie Miller, is my secretary. Uh, James, welcome to the Warning Radio Program. Thanks for having me. Well, James, it's exciting. I've watched you grow from a, a baby into a young man. And what are you, about 21? Uh, yeah, I'll be 22 this coming November. Okay. Now, what's exciting to me is I've watched you start to move with the Holy Spirit. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I know many, many people. I've pastored five different churches. I've been leading World Ministries International for over 20 years. And many young people, they reach a stage where they sort of, uh, if we want to say, backslide. They sow their wild oats. Some of them come back. Some of them never do. But so far, James has stayed pretty steadfast and I'm uh, extremely happy with his progress as a senior pastor. And what is really making me happy is he's moving with the Holy Spirit now. You were baptized in the Holy Spirit some months ago. Actually, almost a year ago, I want to say now, give or take. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, since that time, I've seen your life really change, James. Yeah. I've seen you all of a sudden, if we want to use that cliche, on fire. <laughs> I've seen you radiant, and you right in our services, at times you are so excited, you want to give a testimony or you want to share what you just saw or witnessed Yeah, and things like this. And last night, I know we had a uh, staff prayer intercessory time and the Holy Spirit started really moving. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And your mom got up and, and laid hands on my wife who, who had some pains and all of a sudden on your mom's body, it started getting hot where the very place she was laying hands on my wife pains were. Mm -hmm. And she got hot, your wife. And, and then why don't you say what you just witnessed? What happened? Okay. Well, earlier on before that, I had a killer headache behind my eyes that night. It had started while I was at work and I thought maybe eating would fix it. Did nothing. So I came to prayer meeting that I mean, yesterday night or last night rather. And Gabe, he's one of the people who comes to prayer meeting with us. He prayed for me. And while he was praying for me, I felt like a hot touch on the back of my neck. I didn't know for sure what was going on. And I just rolled with it. And after that point, my headache was pretty much gone. And by the time prayer meeting was over, it was gone. 
But a few moments after that happened, I touched the back of my neck, and it was hot to the touch for me. And I was a bit confused about what was going on at first. And then my mom said that the exact same spot where she had her hand on your wife was hot on her back. I was like, okay, I think an angel's here. Because <laughs> that's the only thing that could explain to me what was going on. Because the back of my neck had gotten hot. I felt like a slight touch, but I know no one touched me there. Because I had even put my hand there before, maybe right when I felt the touch. Because I didn't know what was going on and I didn't feel any heat or anything at that point. But later on I did. And I know no one was touching me there. And then when my mom said that, I started thinking about maybe an angel was there with us, helping us. And then, uh, <laughs> or rather, delivering the Lord's healing, I should say. And during that, uh, pretty much a few moments later, we were praying for Gabe and... When my dad laid hands on him, uh, my dad said, you're hot to the touch right there. And it was the exact spot where uh, Gabe, where the exact spot my dad had touched was the exact spot that uh, my neck was really hot at. I didn't say that last night because I didn't think any of it till this morning when I started thinking about it. And yeah, I think, yeah, I think my dad had just like not even seconds after the angel had uh, touched him, touched where, uh, yeah, touched where the angel had. So he, I think he felt the heat that the angel had left like he did on me and on my mom. What was amazing is your mother laid hands on my wife's back where the pain was, and all of a sudden your mother, uh, not only was my wife in that area hot, then your wife became hot. My mom, yeah. <laughs> yeah, your mom became hot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, if we want to say, like, the angel laid his hands there. Yes. And um, Use her as a conduit. Then later on, later on, when uh, my wife and um, your father laid hands on me to pray, my neck became hot. <laughs> so, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that. I mean... You might sit back and say, what is going on? Well, if you don't believe in the supernatural, if you don't believe in the power of God, if you don't believe in the Holy Spirit, if you don't believe in angels, you might think we're crazy. But we believe in miracles. I believe in miracles. I believe in the supernatural. And if you've been listening to this warning radio program over the years, you know that I've told many, many stories of country after country where angels have appeared, where angels have helped me. Angels have saved my life. Even my grandparents in China where angels appeared and saved their life. Now, angels are real. Now, what's amazing, James, as you, as you remember, my wife wasn't going to say anything, remember? Yeah. And she started yep. laughing when you said, you know, I think an angel's there. Yep. <laughs> and then she told the story how that very night, that very night, uh, an angel walked in and, and reached out his hand and and mm -hmm. uh, she, she put her hand in his hand and his hair was gold uh, down to his neck. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, she asked him who he was and he said, Michael. I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen, she wasn't going to say that because she knows some people don't believe in these things. Yes. And she did not want to sound crazy. But such phenomena happened last night. Yeah. And I know country after country, people have seen this same huge, giant angel standing beside me. So, uh, James, that's just one thing. Last night, people were healed oh, yeah. at our meeting. People were touched. They were healed. 
but that's just one. But uh, I want you to think back, since you were filled with the Holy Spirit, you started speaking in tongues. Yes. Uh, give another example uh, of what you remember that, again, it, it's extraordinary. It's obviously supernatural. It, it's from God himself, the yeah. Holy Spirit. Um, another time that I've uh, seen something, as you said, supernatural, uh, was it actually involved your wife again. Uh, this was, I want to say like maybe two, three months after I was born again. And, uh, this was after church. This was after our church meeting and we were doing prayer and, uh, your wife was having issues and so on at the time. And, uh, we she were was, praying. She was, she had yeah. illnesses, right? Yes. Sicknesses. Yes. Yeah. And we were praying for her and I just happened and I felt led to open my eyes. And when I did, I saw figures, like shadowy, skinny figures, dancing around her. And they were short, too. They couldn't have been much taller than about maybe three feet tall. And wow. the entire time, she was uh, uh, sitting down while the, we were praying for her. And I saw them dancing around her like they were rejoicing in victory kind of thing. And then I saw a few of them start to stumble like they were getting tripped up or something. And then they all started doing it. And then even though I couldn't see faces or anything like that, I could somehow see fears of expression where their faces would be. And when that happened, uh, all I could do was just go, Oh, hello. <laughs> and cause at first I thought I was just seeing things when I first saw them dancing around her. And then once I started seeing fears of fear, I mean, expressions of fear i mean sorry <laughs> uh she was uh just i mean she, she was starting to have some healing taking place and then they started running a few moments later and i mean booking it they were running they weren't going through the door they were going through the walls <laughs> they just wow. bolted i had never <laughs> seen that kind of thing before and i saw something similar uh, about a few months later, with her again. Well, but, just, just just hold on yeah. to that thought. Then we're going to get right. back to it. But but so they were leaving as what prayer was going up for her intercession. Yes, and, and that intercession must have been like torment to them and driving them away. I would say more like make them run scared with their tails tucked between their legs. <laughs> and and who was all praying for her? Uh, you, I believe my. Mom and Grandma Karen, I believe, uh, Pastor EJ's wife, I believe, and yeah, but I'm I think those are who were praying for her off the top of my head. I'm, that that part's a little bit hard to recall because that wasn't what was what <laughs> super extraordinary part. But that that day, I, I think, will be forever in my memory because that was the first time I'd ever seen anything like that. I think I commanded him to go. Yeah, it was right when you commanded them to go that they started sprinting away. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I do remember that. Part. Wow. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're understanding and hearing what we're saying. There are situations, spirits of infirmity, that do try to attack people and make them sick. Uh, we need to understand when we're dealing with a spirit of infirmity. Because if it's not a natural sickness, a natural sickness, you pray for a healing. But a spirit of infirmity, you need to cast it and drive it out. 
Mm-hmm. And, and so as we were interceding and, and, and James, God opened his eyes and saw these demonic forces plaguing her. And as I commanded them to go, uh, then, like he said, they booked it. Uh, <laughs> they, they took off. They ran through the walls. Yes. And uh, this stuff is real. God is real. The Holy Spirit is real. Angels are real. Demons are real. So you must understand this. Mm-hmm. Now, James, uh, you were starting to tell of another incident. Go ahead. Yes, uh, this one was a few months later after that incident. And, uh, well, uh, it was this was after Philomena had joined us. Uh, Philomena uh, was another woman from Kenya, and she was praying over your wife at the time. And uh, while she was praying, I mean, afterwards, she said that uh, she had remembered seeing a dark slender figure a taller dark slender figure behind your wife while she was praying and i i had seen it too but i didn't say anything about it at first because i thought maybe i was seeing things still and uh then when she had said that i knew that what i was seeing was real and uh those of you who are probably more around my age uh who are 21, you probably know what Slender Man is. Slender Man is actually, if you really dig into the roots of it, of what he, well, what it is, I should say, it is a demonic, uh, I guess you could say, spirit that originates out of Africa, if you really dig into it. Even though he is dressed in a tux, with a straight tie tux, uh, he is originally out of Africa. That's where his backstory originally comes from if you really look at at it. It comes from the witchcraft and tribes of Africa when you really dig into it. And, uh, well, when, and Philomena had been praying over, praying about the the witchcraft to cease over Adalia, the witchcraft to cease. And when, and at the end of the prayer, he had just turned around and walked away. Wow. And, uh, so when I saw him, I thought I was just seeing things or something like that. And but as she started praying, I could have swore I saw it look at me, and uh, then it just and I just said, I mean, and in my head I was just thinking, okay, well you're here, time for you to go away. That's all I was thinking. <laughs> and uh, right after that is when Philomena started cursing in the spirit against the witchcraft from Africa. And that is when he left. And I was just like, whoa, okay. So, hmm, I guess what I read about was correct. And the way Philomena had described him, the only difference between uh, this figure and Slenderman is that he wasn't actually wearing a tux in this one. And when I saw him, he was just a tall dark figure but his head was still white like it is when you see him in like the games and so on but other than that it it was exactly the same now ladies and gentlemen again you're listening to the warning radio program this is dr jonathan hansen my special guest is james miller a young man 21 years old filled with the holy spirit uh within a year he was baptized in the holy spirit ago and uh, god has been really using him in different ways uh revealing himself in, in ways, the supernatural. Uh, his eyes has been opened at times to see the demonic uh, and, and angels. And uh, uh, I'm excited uh, because 
I'm always excited when people start to move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And our staff is more and more moving in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, my wife, if you don't know, she ha- she does come from Africa, and she has had different witches try to put curses on her to destroy her life, to destroy her destiny. And so uh, we've had to uh, come against uh, these spiritual principalities and powers of darkness, these forces, these powers, as uh, they manifest. And uh, I, I know that when she was carrying our baby and she was so sick she couldn't get out of bed, and uh, uh, they said she had tumors in her uterus and, and talked about, you know, somebody had mentioned in the, in the hospital a hysterectomy. And uh, as I was interceding with a man from Jerusalem, he was in Jerusalem as we were praying. Again, the Lord revealed that a witch had sent a curse from Kenya against her. Well, we broke the curse and said, okay, she's healed. And that very night, an angel came in our room and looked at her, left. The next night, the angel came in again, pointed a rod, blue and white lightning came out of the rod, hit her in the chest, lifted her off the bed, dropped her. Tumor's gone, baby born, jumped out of bed, instantly healed. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is God. This is a supernatural. Once again, angels are real, demons are real. Witches are real. We Mm -hmm. need to understand we are in warfare, spiritual warfare in the United States and around the world. Around the world, many countries know they're in warfare. The United States... Everything has gone to psychology, and we don't recognize a demon when he attacks. And you're not going to counsel a demon. It doesn't work. You cast out a demon. Mm. So some people go to counseling 20 years and don't seem to ever have total healing or deliverance. Because you got to recognize what it really is, and then you need to deal with it. Now, uh, I remember another case. I think you were there where my wife saw demons in the service dancing around this lady. Yeah. She had a big uh, growth on the side of her arm the size of a baseball. Yep. And and you and, and Vance, and you, that's your father, your mother came, started to intercede. And I cast those demons out. They left. The tumor came down right in front of everybody's eyes. Yeah. You remember that? Mm-hmm. This was, that was right after we had had our service. Uh, um most of the group had left already, and uh, Philly had asked for some prayer. Uh, that's what we call her, called her was Phil, was Philly. Her her name is Philomena, but we would call her Philly. And uh, while we were praying for her, uh, I did I had seen the bump already. And then while we were praying, I had opened my eyes, and I I I don't know for sure if what I saw is exactly what I remember off the top of my head. But um, what I remember seeing was a shorter figure, like I described the first time with a, with your wife. Uh, but it was there was only one, and it was it had like some sort of like blade or stick in its hand. I couldn't tell for sure what it was, but they were uh, like making a attacking type movement towards Philly, right in the spot where that uh, tumor where the tumor was, and. Uh, while we were praying, I saw it. I saw the figure starts to stop, and eventually, it it's like the sticker blade or whatever it was just evaporated out of its hand, and it was kind of shocked by it when it happened. I could tell that there was a fear of shock when it happened, and then a few moments later, when the 
when the tumor started to disappear, that's when it turned and hightailed it out of there straight through the wall down the hill towards the street. Wow. Which, wow. and I was just like, okay, it happened again. <laughs> wow. And yeah, it was cool. Ladies and gentlemen, again, you're listening to The Warning Radio Program. We're talking about God, the supernatural, angels, demons, the power of the Holy Spirit. How you take control over, again, powers of darkness that try to not only torment you, but try to actually give you sickness and even death. And there's times that you need to understand what you're fighting. You need to rebuke the enemy. You need to uh, cast out a spirit sometimes of depression. I remember a, a lady came to our meeting, and uh, she she wanted to kill herself. She had tried to kill herself. And uh, I rebuke a spirit of depression. And that from that time, she came back into uh, her right mind, so to speak, where she wasn't tormented. She mm. testified that too. She said she was excited and happy. And uh, we need to understand it. You can pray, God heal depression. Depression isn't healed. Yeah. Uh, you need to you need to understand if it's a spirit of depression, you have to cast bind it, it and then cast it out. Mm. And uh, if it's organic again, uh, if there's a chemical imbalance, fine. And then you can treat that. But if it's a spirit, you need to cast it out. Yes. Now, James, uh, we have a couple more minutes. Uh, is there another testimony of anything that you can remember that you have witnessed as far as since you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Last one that I have, it is way before I was even baptized in the Holy Spirit. It was back when I was a little kid. I couldn't have been much older than four, I want to say. It was when we lived in the house before when we first moved here to Stanwood. Me and my older sister, who's just 19 months older than me, we were just messing around, doing what little kids do. I don't remember if we had somehow got the screen out of our bedroom window in our second-story bedroom and brought it inside, or we just knocked it outside down to the ground. I don't remember exactly what happened there, but I do remember that. And our bedroom was, like, right above the driveway if you went out the window. And there was, like, maybe a foot worth of roof sloped right underneath our bedroom window. Then there was the gutter, and then you were down to the ground from there. But I had done a stupid thing as a little kid, unfortunately, like most little kids do because of ignorance, and I had climbed out, and my feet had slipped off the roof. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think it had like rained earlier that day or the day before, so the roof was still a bit wet, and the moss on the that area of the roof didn't help. So, And my feet had slipped, and my older sister... Bree, she had caught my hands and was holding me up, keeping me from falling. And the thing is, we were both about the same weight, same height and everything. And there's no way she should have been able to hold me for as long as she did. She held me for about, I want to say, 15 minutes to half an hour. At least that's what it felt like to me. Because at that point, you don't really have much concept of time. And while I was hanging there, I don't think that it was just her holding me. I think that maybe an angel was helping her hold me. I don't know for sure because if I'm not mistaken, I, when I was younger, I think I was just a little bit heavier than my sister. I would have easily pulled both of us out the window and down to the driveway, and we could have very easily been killed from that fall because of our size and the height from the window to the driveway. But when that happened, because our older sister, she was in the shower. She did not hear a single thing that was going on. And my sister had been yelling for her constantly, trying to get her to come to help us out. And our neighbor from across the street, 
she had come out to check the mail and she saw me hanging out the window, my sister holding me, trying to keep me from falling. And she called the police so that they could come help us. And police officer showed up a few minutes later after that. He was banging on the door pretty hard, which finally got my sister's attention. She didn't even hear my sister at all the entire time, not till she had come in our room. And honestly, looking back, I think maybe there was a spirit of darkness there trying to keep her from hearing any of that happening so that I could fall, so I could keep from seeing those I mean, those things I've mentioned earlier. I'm, looking back, I think that's possibly what was going on. And when the police officer told her what was going on, she just went, what? And <laughs> she just, they ran upstairs. He pulled me in, and that was the end of that at that point. And looking back, actually just now realizing this now, I think there was a spirit of darkness working that day to try and have me killed. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Warning Radio Program. Again, I think God's grace, his mercy is everlasting. Uh, he takes care of us. Uh, when we don't even realize it, before we ever even know him, there's mercy and grace. Uh, again, angels are real, demons are real, God is real, the supernatural is real, heaven and hell are real. And again, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. May God richly bless you. If you need to call in for prayer, 360-629-5248. Operators are there, they'll pray with you. If you need to be led to the Lord, they'll lead you to the Lord and send you Christian literature. Have a good day. May God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.